Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It's been such a joy to bring you some messages on God's grace to help us through tough times. There are things that only God will do, but then there are things that only you will do. Today we're going to share a message with you called God's Law of the Harvest for Tough Times. Get your Bibles, get your notebook, listen in as we continue to share the Word of God that's going to be a blessing to you, your family, and your church. Stay tuned, and at the end of today's broadcast, we'll let you know how you can listen to this message in its entirety. We'll also let you know how you can come and be a part of what God's doing at the light of the world. Come and see what God's doing, and then come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. And it's difficult to comprehend how a man can love God and never use his money to do anything for God and for God's kingdom. So thirdly, when we obey the command to give, we provide for those in need. We provide for those in need. There are many and various needs in the church and the community and those that are in need, but the resources of God's people, can, we can respond to those needs. And uh, I don't have to continually tell you how one of our core values here at the Light of the World is taking 10% of what comes in and we give it back out to other missions and ministries and we also help our members. We can't help everybody in the whole city, but we do help our members. As I'm thinking about this, you know, we, uh, we got a call. I, got, I was in the other building, got a call this morning. I'm like, oh, somebody's trying to find out how to get to church. Well, it was somebody telling me all the things that they needed, and food, and groceries, and gas, and all of that. Are you a member of a church anywhere? Well, no, I don't go to church anywhere. I used to go to church. Because the first thing I say, you should go to your church. They ought to help you. If, if you're a member of a church, you go to your church. Your church should help you. And if you have a need, you come to your church. I just told you how great a pastor you have. We will help you if you have a need. I'm truthful about that. We will help you. A church is here to help the people of God. That's why we asked you to tithe. But I found out something over the years, of all the people that have come for help, those that are tithing rarely ever come. But we do help. And we help people that need food in the community that don't belong to us. We help them through the organizations. So I told this person, I said, we know that there are going to be those who need food and support. We give generously to the humble area assistance ministries to help those that are in need. They can do it better. They manage it. They have food. They have clothes. They have resources. They can do it better than we can. So they're there to help you. So we do. But that's the resources of God. If we didn't have any resources, we couldn't do that. A church ought to have resources. If, if you're giving to your church, whether you're at the light of the world or any other church in the world, if you are giving constantly to your church and your churches are good stewards, the church should have resources to do ministries, not just for the church, for the pastor, for the staff, and then nobody else can get anything. That's not God's plan for the church. The church should do the work of the ministry, of helping those with missions and evangelism and visitations, providing facilities and ministry resources, and 
last year we gave almost $130,000 out to other missions and ministry outside of our church around the world and in our city and in our country. So let's give God a praise that we were able to do that. And we've been doing that since day one, 1994. We've been taking our resources that come in and say, Lord, before we pay our bills and pay for all the things that we need, we're just going to be a blessing to others because we believe God's promises that if we sow, that we shall reap. I am still proud to say since November 6th of 1994, we've never had a month with the financial shortfall. We've never had to come in front of the church and say, well, we need you to dig deep today. We got these obligations we need to do. Or we need to raise money to paint the building or fix the parking lot or any of that. We have never done that. We have a gracious group of generous believers at the light of the world. And God blesses you. You bless your church. God bless you. You bless your church. We bless others. And that's how God wanted things to work. Fourthly, when we give, we, we purchase a greater opportunity to give again. I don't know all the reasons why God blesses those who give, but I know one, he blesses us so we can give again. He said, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We just keep giving to God and God keeps giving to us. So let me close on this thought. If God was going to reap many sons for the kingdom... And that's what God wanted. He wanted many people to come into the kingdom of God. Guess what he did? He sowed his only begotten son. He said, I want more sons. I want more people, more daughters. Before I get them, I'm going to give. He gave the best and the only son he had, Jesus Christ. He gave him so that we could be the harvest that he would receive. He offered his best, allowed him to die so that we could live. Like the kernel of corn, the death of Christ allows the resurrection of many sons and many daughters. And that's why we are here today. Because he was sown, we have been reaped. And Jesus Christ is the perfect example of God's harvest law. So if God in his wisdom and in his love believed the importance of the harvest enough to send his own son, then we ought to follow his example. God say, I know what I'm doing. I am giving first so that I can reap the harvest that are here. How many is in the family of God already? <laughs> Jesus Christ said, I have come that you can have life and have life more abundantly. That's increase. He said, I've come to seek and to save those who were lost. People are lost without Jesus Christ. We try to make our lives function the best we can. We do all that we can to try to, to, to have uh, power and prestige and, and money. We work ourselves very hard. We try to do all that we can and we find out that we still have not met or fulfilled our life and we still are empty. But Jesus Christ came. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish. Jesus says, I came so you wouldn't have to perish. But you can have everlasting life 
If you think about that, he says, there are some that are going to perish. What did he mean by that? I'm thinking about when he told his disciples, I'm going away. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it was not so, I wouldn't have told you. Jesus said, I've seen the end from the beginning. I know what's going to happen. I came so that those who are perishing don't have to perish. So let me talk to you this morning. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, God sent him so that you won't have to perish. I talked about knowing that I wasn't saved. I knew that I didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I thought I was a good person. I was good enough. I wasn't in jail. I didn't mess with nobody. I had a good job. I was a productive citizen. I paid my taxes. I voted. But I wasn't saved. If I'd have died, I wouldn't have gone to heaven to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. I would have gone to hell. I knew that. That's why one day I said, Lord, uh, there's things, I'm something missing in my life. I need a relationship with you. Can you come into my life and just take my life from now on and just guide me? He'll do that. He did that. I knew ex- at that very moment, my life was changed. I felt the presence of God. I felt the power of God. I felt the peace of God change my life and my heart. I was a changed person. I know what it means when the Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. He's a new person. It's not the same old thing. It's not like, okay, Lord, I just want you to be my Savior. Amen. I'm, I'm in. No, you're not in until your heart. Oh, what a wonderful change in my life has been wrought when Jesus came into my heart. When Jesus comes into your heart, you're a changed person. Not only will you know it, but everybody who knew you will know it. They're going to say, you are not the same. Something happened to you. The old saints used to say, something got a hold of me. I went to a meeting one night, and my heart wasn't right. But something got a hold of me. And there's somebody who's listening to me right now. You are in a place where you are going to have to make a decision. And this is a decision time for you. You're not hearing this message by accident, whether you're here or whether you are listening to us online. This is no time to just sugarcoat it. You're either saved or unsaved. You're either going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. And the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but Jesus died. And so that the blood of Jesus Christ would take away our sin. It's on you to make a decision. You're going to make one of two decisions today if you're not saved. You're going to make a decision to come to Christ or you're going to make a decision that you're not going to do anything but continue along the path that you're in. So what do you have to do, Pastor? It's up to you. When you are determined in your heart and you know that you aren't right with God, you know that if you die today that you are not going to spend eternity with Jesus Christ, here's a time for you to get it right with God. And it's only you. Don't do it on my account. Don't do it just because I'm asking you. You do it because you know that your heart isn't right with Jesus Christ. I implore you to make a decision for Christ. I want you to bow your heads. If you're on the line, bow your heads right here with me. I'm going to pray this prayer with you. It's no magical words that we speak. It is in the earnestness of a man or woman's heart. When they say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner and I need you and I'm asking you to come. I'm ready for change. 
And if you're ready for change today, just pray this right along with me. Lord Jesus, come on, let's everybody repeat that in it so that uh, we're all in this together. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I need saving. I've been trying to manage my own life. And now I'm ready to commit my life to you. I'm ready to receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Help me, Almighty God. Come into my heart. Fill me with your Spirit. I'm ready to follow you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for your salvation power. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for my sin. Thank you for the sacrifice. And thank you for your resurrection power. I receive you now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. This is Jerry G. Martin. Thanks again for listening to our broadcast. And we certainly hope as we have shared these principles of the harvest laws that God has put in place, that they are a blessing and a benefit to you. God has a way of blessing us so that we can have all that we need at all times to be a blessing to our families and to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. God wants us to prosper so we can be generous at all times and we can help further the kingdom of God with the resources that he places in our hands. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's broadcast as well as previous messages on our podcast. You can also go to our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as we're coming out of the summer, going into the fall, it's been a tough time for many of us. And I want you to know that God is moving by His Spirit and His power. Come and be our guest each Sunday morning at 16161 Old Humble Road. You will be blessed as God will enrich your life. That's every Sunday morning in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. Let me remind you that the Beacon Bookstore is on our campus at the Light of the World. We have communion supplies, books and Bibles and offering envelopes and all the supplies you need for your church and ministry. Call the Beacon, 281 481-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.